Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Songs That Saved Me. I'm your host, Ross James. Today on the program we've got Mahali, lead singer of the band Twiddle. And he's also got a brand new solo record out called Breathe and Let Go. Today we talk about some songs uh, that had a big impact on him when he was younger. Some of the first tunes he really played on the guitar and and songs that made him want to go down this path that he's currently going down. Even a tune that kept him from going down the wrong path and, and got him clean. Uh, if you're liking the podcast, please give us a follow at Songs That Saved Me on Instagram. Uh, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store. And if you'd like to become a member of the show, visit us at patreon.com slash songs that saved me. There'll be exclusive content for members coming up on there real soon. I hope you enjoy my interview with Mahali. Well, dude, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Uh, stoked to have you and talk about some songs that had a big influence on you. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Um, when, yeah. I, when I saw you were doing this, I, I got excited. I really wanted to do it. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, how uh, how about you and your family? You guys holding up during this crazy time right now? Yeah, we're good. You know, it didn't um, change my the whole isolation kind of quarantine vibe. Didn't really change too much for my home life because when I'm home off the road, I I stay at home with with my kids, yeah. um, and you know my my wife is a nurse, so when she when I come off the road, she works a lot more, so I'm I'm usually home. I mean. With the mm -hmm. exception of the old trip to like the grocery store or the playground, it's it's not or play or preschool. It's not too different for me, um, which has been which has been good. The only thing that is different is is knowing that it's going to be that I'm not leaving anytime soon. Which so it's been it's been nice right. for me to sort of get some things done that I've really wanted to do, but just haven't had the time. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So that's been sort of like a little a, a little blessing throughout all of this nonsense madness yeah no doubt well uh you know big love and good vibes to your wife man i mean and everybody all the nurses and doctors out there right now man that's yeah i got a lot of respect for them that's it's a you no know, doubt it's a tough it's thing to get times. into <laughs> yeah. yeah i must say you good over there yeah. how's everything with you yeah we're hanging in there man you know it's uh it's Megan and I and the cats, you know, playing a lot of music, hanging out with each other, cooking a lot together, which has been really fun. But yeah, I've been cooking quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, trying to see the silver lining, I guess, for lack of a better word. Totally. There's some, po there's some positives, you know, going yeah. out for a lot of walks. But let's, um, let's jump into it, dude. Um, when, when you first sort of heard about this idea that I had and you were thinking about it, what was like the first song or time in your life that kind of came to mind? Well, I think the first, I think music's always been a big part of my life, but I don't think I paid too much like attention to my, my personal tastes or what, like I really liked to listen to, um, until I was a little older. Um, my, my dad passed away in 92, I believe. Oh man. And, um, that like is a really defining kind of time in my life. I I have such a hard time remembering um what my life was like before that part. Mm. Like it just really seemed like to me in my memory and everything that was sort of the start of my existence as like me as a person. Like I feel yeah. like I grew up really quick 
in like 30 seconds when that happened. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was very confusing for me. And, um, and I was, I was definitely having a really hard time understanding it and processing it. And that was in May. And, um, Counting Crows put out August and everything after in 93. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what month, but I do remember hearing, it's probably Mr. Jones, I'd imagine, mm -hmm. on the radio. And, and um, for the few moments that I was listening to the song, I didn't feel so sad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, And mm -hmm. I remember wanting to know what that record was so badly and 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 having no real way to know what it was because i was so much younger and i remember my mom taking me to like god i don't know those virgin records or tower records some music store right. back when they were actually a thing <laughs> and, and uh and it was just like me trying to describe the music video to the dude there and like <laughs> as like a little kid and and he was looking at me crazy because i was like you know man they're like in a living room and he's jumping around and singing you know like <laughs> i watched it again recently when when you know i was thinking about this oh really and like back then like now watching it, it's like okay they're obviously in san francisco like you can like kind of figure out where they are and what they're doing and everything but like mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about the world back then <laughs> uh, you know, i didn't even how know old, how old were you 92 seven i believe oh man yeah yeah okay. just seven maybe six um yeah and so like i was really trying to kind of uh get grasp that mm -hmm. um i just really remember both both events sort of happening in the same sort of time and um anyway i finally found the cd i, I got it and uh, something about the melancholiness of the record, but all the songs are so beautifully written and uh, very poetic. Um, and around here, the, the, there's a, one song around here that I'm just... That one, not lyrically, but just the vibe. I, I wasn't really understanding meanings of words and stuff too much or, or looking too mm -hmm. deeply into them back then. But the way it made me feel was okay. Like it was sad, but it was all right. And and Mr. Jones sort of did the same thing for me. Like if I wanted to, like it's okay to feel happy and like be all right. Like I yeah. would listen to that song. And then even like later in life, like when I got into high school and I was, you know, like smoking weed for the first time or taking mushrooms, still mm -hmm. then if I was freaking out about something, like a bad trip or whatever, I would put on Mr. Jones by myself in my room and listen to it. And it would make uh -huh. me like, just like level out, <laughs> which is, it's, yeah, totally. It's it, like home base. Or, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've kept a lot of those songs from that album in my repertoire, like in my solo act. And when I, when I do do some covers, I've played them. Right? Yeah. I've played them a bunch um and yeah so i mean that was definitely the first i think that was the first record but song i guess would would have been mr jones that just really like made me feel okay like i i, I finally i like witnessed the power of what music was capable of mm -hmm. and and, and yeah. you know like you don't i didn't understand it you don't get it till you get it, I guess. Is, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like... And we all get it eventually, man. <laughs> yeah, so it was just... Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. 
It's been, yeah. you know, and I don't know if I ever would have maybe made the connections with it without thinking about it. So, so thank you for that. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, when, when you, when you hear that song, uh, now, does it still sort of make you feel that comfort that everything's going to be all right kind of thing? Yeah. That, that, that original recording, you know, I, I smile. It's a, it feels good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like it's always, uh, it's never a skip for me, even though it's like, you know, a pop tune from the nineties. <laughs> oh, I but, love that tune. It's one, I, it's one but, of the, I remember learning how to play it on guitar, you know, like around totally. that time. And, and those like, I mean, it's such a signature, those, those opening chords of that tune, you yeah. know what I mean? And like yeah. being able to do that, the power that that sort of, gave me you know it, like it felt like oh my gosh i can i could do that you know totally. i remember that tune being big for me too yeah man it's just you know it's it an interesting time to be growing up in music uh that whole time period between the grunge movement and mm -hmm. the like rootsy sort of jammy thing that was happening yeah. with like the whole yeah. horde tour vibe between you know right, right. counting crows and everybody else um yeah it was a really yeah. kind of cool cool time I, I i i look back fondly on that and i wish i had been just a tiny bit older you know i guess yeah, i yeah, always yeah. wish i had been older during the good music <laughs> through the good years right yeah, yeah yeah well um i mean i'd love to hear you play it is that was that one tune that you were talking about playing yeah i could do i could do mr jones around here i could do either one of those yeah i mean let's go for mr jones if you're down with it i'd love to hear that song let's do it let me grab this Killer. let me grab the guitar real quick when did you start playing guitar? Was uh, it my, I got or? my first guitar right around there. I think like eight. Yeah. Um, but I I didn't practice. <laughs> I took yeah, I took lessons, but I wanted I wanted to do other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I realized that girls like people that play guitar. <laughs> like when I was like thirteen, and and that's right. that's when I really like dove in and actually yeah. started like trying to learn songs and playing and stuff. Yeah. Story as old as time, right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the dick at all the parties. I'd like you know, I'll bust the guitar and all the dudes like seriously, dude, come on, <laughs> put it away. All right, let's do this. Cool. Man. Conversation with a black head from Mango Dance. You know, she dances while his father plays guitar. She's suddenly beautiful, and we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful. So come dance in silence down through the morning. Sha la 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 la. Tell and 
That's great, dude. Your voice is so suited for that song. And the other thing I love, when people, you know, like everybody covers songs and sometimes, you know, songs are fun to play or, you know, the crowd will dig it or whatever. But you can really tell when somebody's playing a a cover song, somebody else's song. And it means the world to them. And you could, you could, I could hear that in that performance, you know, and that's what it's all about for me. I love it. It's great. Yeah, man. I was, you know, I was saying the other day, like, it's almost telling me, how come, like, you can um, just play that song, like, with that, like, just do it without needing the charts? Because there's some songs, like, I've played a million times, but no matter what, I need the charts and the words in front of me. Yeah, even just like one word to get you going or something like totally. that. Totally, you know? I just yeah, be- yeah, yeah. But both songs that are completely internalized, mm-hmm. I I I might not have played it for eight years, but right. someone will uh, request a song that I know so fluidly inside and out that I I'm almost always able to play the whole thing. You know. Yeah, and you can you can be in the performance more when it's that you know like. Totally. Uh, yeah, when you're not thinking about what the next word is or anything, you just you believe it. It's 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 pure, you know. You know, it's funny. I when I became a uh, musician and I started being like, oh man, I can like I can play all these songs that I've loved so much over the years. You know, in your in high school in bedroom, you you listen to a song and you imagine what it would be like to like be playing that or whatever. Right, totally. You know, and uh, for me, it was like just being able to um like i i was finding like i'll be singing it my whole life and then when i go to learn it i'm realizing i'm not even singing the words like i'm just singing the words i thought they were saying <laughs> yeah, totally, for years totally. and years and years you know what i mean i'm like well, really that's what he's been saying the whole time you I know? like mine better yeah man. i'm like that's not what it sounds like you know <laughs> but yeah it's that's the best way for sure no doubt. I love it. Well, um, so w- what's next? Next point in your life, kind of, after, you know, you started playing guitar a little bit yeah. in high school, and then and, and that song had a big impact on you. What was what was the next thing you sort of thought of? Well, I think, like, right after, um, like, right after that, music was, I was really into music. That same day that I went to that record store to buy the Counting Crows album, um, I also, the guy said, I think you'll like this and gave me a blues traveler album. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of my first little dance into that other side that I would end up ultimately pl- like that would be my jam when I became a musician. Um, was that like first little blues traveler thing. And then it led to like me really wanting to find my own identity within the music I listened to. And, um, I had a really cool priest named Barry. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and my mom, uh, Barry took me, God, what movie was it? He took me to see a movie at one of the big, um, theaters in New York City. Like, I lived in New Jersey, North Jersey, like, right outside New York, so I spent a lot of time there, um, and forgot what movie we saw, because I, I guess that's not really what I ever remembered about that night. On the way, on the way home leaving, uh... I think it was Tower Records, the big one in New York. Right. Um, I asked him if we could go there, and it was like late. That it was like open till nine or ten, mm-hmm. um, and he said we could go in. And he told me that he would buy me any tape I wanted, just one. And I went and picked up Nirvana, Nevermind, mm. and that shit changed me so much. Just that <laughs> whole record, really, for the next. I don't know, five years, that's all I wanted. It's all I listened to was grunge, and, and, and that sort of was the very start of my journey and true like love for, for music. Um, I had long hair, and I was, you know, we had like the school dances, like the middle school dances, you could request songs from the DJ. And, you know, it'd be like the electric slide and all that shit. And then and then I'd go up there and request um, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And, like, the right. entire dance floor would empty, minus me and my four friends, head, head, headbanging. <laughs> you know? And, and then the dance would continue. And, man, I did that for years. And um, But I wasn't really playing too much guitar then. I, um, when I really started playing guitar was... Um, sort of all at the same time was sort of the uh like the early renaissance for me of like just starting to smoke weed and and concerts were not a thing yet for me and mm-hmm. my my brother took me to a Dave Matthews band show with him and um that for sure changed my life that moment that we were at Hershey Park Pennsylvania and I saw mm-hmm. one sort of the fun everyone was having and it was all young people and everyone was smoking weed and drinking and it just looked like a party and it was so alluring. Um, and it's, I was pretty young. I think I was 12 maybe. And, um, this was 98 or 99, something like that. And, um, he debuted a song there, gray street. And it was one of my. It's still, I guess, it is my favorite Dave Matthews song. And it was the first time he would played it. Oh wow! And you were there for the first time. That's cool. Yeah. Um. And that that concert made me want to go home. And I I grabbed my guitar and I learned as many Dave Matthews songs as I could. And not only like, and I wanted to play them for people too, not just in my bedroom. You know, which was. Which was a big thing. Um, and had you had that uh, desire before? Had you, like, I mean, you played guitar a little bit, but had you I had did, the desire yeah. to, no, to perform? No, before it was just of. something I like to do for myself by myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, his guitar playing is is different it's not he's not just playing open chords or bar chords um you know a lot of his songs revolve around like a melody line you know god i can't yeah, play yeah. that in years or like a I, I or, was just thinking the same thing i used to know that one <laughs> or or like um you know like a moving bass line with 
the same right the same drone chord yeah, yeah and and so it was different all, all of that stuff was just cool to me so learning that gave me a lot of dexterity on the guitar early that i yeah, would well, not big stretches and yeah stuff in, in a lot I, of his playing. I, I would yeah. not have normally had that all of the like very bizarre to play on the guitar i mean it's not something you would normally think is going to be in like a singer songwriter right sort of format um so that was like guitar that's why i i think part of the reason why i play guitar the way i do and even still i i subconsciously without realizing it sort of channel that style when i'm in the writing process twiddle has a song called orlando's mm-hmm. and I played on electric, so on electric, the intro, you would never really make maybe the comparison. Of Dave, like, that kind of sounds like something Dave Matthews would write. You know what I mean? Right. But when you play it on acoustic, it's sort of very much... I mean, it's, it sounds just like a Dave song. So, like... Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Know, just taking that technique and applying it to a different tone or something like that. Like, I mean, that's that's where new sounds come from is, is pulling all those influences together. Right. So, so that, so, you know, that, that was like a very, that was the start of an era for me. And that's also when I started writing my own songs. That was when I went from like, just wanting to play guitar to, Mm -hmm. to wanting to write my own music. Um, and I wrote a song that it's crazy that twiddle plays called invisible ink. Um, and we still play it, and that was the very first song I ever wrote, and that was... Oh, really? And you guys still do it? Yeah, and that was, um, you know, sort of coming out of that world. My whole transition through music was sort of band to band, and, and, and what, it, what it gave me, ultimately becoming all the influences that became my music, I guess. Yeah, totally. I got a question for you. Uh, with the... Um, when you When you got that uh the Nirvana cassette tape what, what was it that drew you to that had you heard Nirvana before that or were you just intrigued by the album cover with the kids swimming like um, you heard about him yeah it's a good question I I had heard about him it it to me at the time I think I had probably seen the um smells like teen spirit music video on right yeah um MTV you know in the gymnasium and shit mm-hmm. um I lo- I just liked the way it sounded. Uh, but it's, yeah. I think to me it seemed like there's no way my mom would have bought that for me. I, yeah. I don't even know if I would have asked. <laughs> it just seems so aggressive, you know, compared to Mr. <laughs> Jones and me. You know, like it was, it was a, a, a totally different thing. Um, and I think it's cool that, like, my priest of all people bought it for me and then let me play the whole album on the way home. Oh, wow. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's like got territorial pissings on it. It's like, come on, people now. Like, that whole thing yeah. is it's like, it's really, it, you know, I always thought that was very cool of Barry, Father yeah. Barry. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that Nirvana is still a big influence with you because, I mean, some of the gigs that I've played, you know, we've, we've done Nirvana tunes. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, it's, and, I love it. Still and do. it's a, it, it's another thing like when we played that tune. What, what the hell is the name of that song? I'm just drawing a blank right now. The one that we played in Denver. We did the uh, like his version of uh, Lake but, of Fire. The, right. Yeah. 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 So, but but even though it's not a Nirvana tune, um, uh, it's a Meat Puppet song. Yeah. The uh, like you could that that was another example of of 
of somebody covering a song and you could see it's part of their DNA. You know what I mean? I, I saw that in you when we played that tune. Totally, man. Yeah, that's another one. And, um, when you hear Nirvana or Dave Matthews, or you, if you if you've seen Dave Matthews live, you know, in, in recent years, has it? Does it take you back to that moment, kind of, or, or what is it? Yeah, what is it, I mean, it? I don't really get to see Dave. I've, I think I've seen one Dave show in ten years. Um, okay. But but uh, me and my wife went to the Boston Garden, and it was great, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I didn't know too many of the newer stuff. I, I sort of right. stopped listening, um, or like I wasn't like really into everything they were putting out after before these crowded streets. There was a few songs that i really liked off the uh was like the lily white sessions but that got shelved and then they put out uh what is it the i did it cd which i wasn't like very into at the time it was just a kind of a departure from their older sound which is and being a musician now i totally get (laughs) why and how bands like but at the time i was like it doesn't sound like their old stuff you know right right um and that's when I sort of made the transition into like hard reggae and eventually fish and the jam stuff. And then the dead, I mean, it was all like this really slow transition for me Uh and it all sort of went with guitar playing. It was like, okay, cool. I, I learned all these Dave Matthews songs and I like writing like in the singer songwriter format. I went to London and really, really found Bob Marley. I, I just I just dove really deep into the Whalers and their whole repertoire. I got Exodus Live first, and mm-hmm. then I became like super obsessed with reggae. And then um, my brother was like listening to Sublime, which was like to me at the time was like reggae and like a harder tone. I mean, they were rocking yeah. more of like the punk shit, but it reminded me of the grungy stuff I was into, and like yeah. that led me in a in a different way. So. And all of that was, and and all the while I was listening to these bands and 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 going through that, I was playing their their music and learning that style on guitar. And it was when I was like, "Yo, I want to play lead. Like, I want to learn how to solo." I was like, "Okay, like, who's Trey? Who's John Schofield? Who's Jimmy Herring? Who's Jerry? Mm-hmm. Who's Jerry Garcia? Like, who are yeah. these guys? And what what is their music? Like, what's the vibe?" And then I just went down a rabbit hole that I'm still in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, I mean, is there another, you know, record or, or musical experience or a song that maybe, like, helped you get through the, the another, like, challenging time in your life or something that, you know, still still lifts you up when you're down, kind of, that you can kind of think of? Yeah. Um there's a section in the fish song "Divided Sky." Um, goes like this. That section, uh, I in in high school, specifically like my sophomore through senior years, would would be the I would always turn that song on if I was feeling not myself or mm. or like um it's weird it's like I would put it on if I wanted to feel you know what I mean like if I, I if I needed to mm-hmm. like um 
like process what was going on in my life. I'm I'm very good at like just kind of moving and going and moving forward and and rolling and not letting too many things like upset me or get in my way. But all of that stuff does add up, and eventually you have to kind of think about it and sift through it and sort it out and 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 get yeah. and come to peace with it or put it behind you, whatever it is. But you know, I was pretty good at that. I still still am. And um, when I needed to, like, decompress and figure my shit out, I would put that on. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, during that part, I would, like, always find my peace with, with whatever it was I was dealing with. And it could have been something as simple as I had a really shitty lacrosse game and, like, mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty terrible about life because back then and in high school you think all that shit is so it's like the whole world's gonna end you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like god i man sports is like an enigma to me because i did it my whole life but it's like so not part of my life (laughs) at all like at all and so it's it's weird anyway um, <laughs> so yeah, that section of divided sky, like, I don't know that would, I would always sort of, it's like that would, it, it fed me the answers I needed, or it would allow me oh, to man. like clear my head just enough to where like uh, the answer or whatever it was I was thinking kind of would come to the surface or if nothing else, it just made me feel good. Enough to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, all right, enough of this time to snap out of it and move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, something like a lacrosse ga- game or something, but would you go to that song, you know, in more, uh, I don't know, desperate or more like uh, more intense sort of situations that you're going through and it would still be able to lift you up or, totally. or help you work through it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sort of what I meant by that. It could be as small as like a lacrosse game or... Mm-hmm you know, as, as big as what I think a lot of kids feel, but don't really ever talk about is like, I don't know what I'm like good at. Like, I don't know what I have to offer this world or like, what is my future? Like, I didn't have really good grades. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, there was a very confusing time for me in high school where like I had lots of friends and I had a lot of fun, but like, I didn't know like who I was. You know, like, I didn't know what I really liked. And yeah. and college and all of that just seemed so scary to me, going mm-hmm. into all of that without knowing what your, like, place is here. You know, and, and figuring that out took me a little longer. Some kids yeah. know or are passionate at a young age, but if you see how many people are changing majors, I think... <laughs> I, I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. But, you know, there was there was a time where I was very confused and, and didn't talk to anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was one of the – that was a song that I went to a lot. That melody, I mean, it's such a – I'm not, like, super familiar with the Fish catalog, but that, that melody that you just played, it, it's really beautiful and really unique. I mean, had you – is that part of it? Had you ne- ever heard anything quite no. like that? Y- yeah, Fish, right. Fish's music in general was just different to me. Um, and, uh-huh. and sections of songs were so um, beautiful 
Mm -hmm. There were parts of their music that could move me emotionally the same way words could in a really well-written song. And right. that is something I didn't get in any other music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really powerful thing. You know, like when, when you first, I remember like the first time Miles Davis, like hit me like a freight train, you know, where before I was just like, what is, who listens to jazz? You know, it just sounds like noise to me. Like when I'm a kid, you know? Totally. Yeah. But, but when, when music can, can hit you that way and it's just an instrumental without words to relate to, you know, it's the same way, like looking at a painting like I remember the first time looking at a painting, it made me cry. You know what I mean? Like having that experience through all these different kinds of art is so powerful. Yeah. And and with music, you can you can revisit it so easily these days. You know, do you, do you find you still go back to that tune when you're when your head's spinning? You know, and it, and it balances things balances things out kind of like even now. You know, I um. What happens to me now is I, I, well, you know, when I started writing my own stuff, a lot of my pain and, and, and those moments of grief, I, I started putting into my own music and trying to figure out, trying to figure it all out through a song, th through some words that maybe, you know, maybe someone else is going through the same thing. But when that song comes on, wherever I am, no matter where I am, whether it's in the car or another band is covering it or whatever, I just, mm -hmm. I can't help but stop and either make sure I listen to the entire thing through, get to, at least get to that one part <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, um, uh, and the feelings are just so nostalgic, but like in a good way, not like sad, you know what I mean? Like for some reason, the, it, it just brings me back to a time in my life where at the time it all seemed so complicated but man, it was just so simple. <laughs> so, yeah, and so, and so nice, you know? Um, yeah. and so that's sort of what it reminds me of and live, like I'll cry. Like yeah. I'll, I'll like turn, I'll like turn my body away and like, like at, a at, at a fish. Yeah. Show. Like at a fish yeah. show and just sort of let the tears roll down my cheek during that. And then uh -huh. wipe them away and turn, <laughs> turn back yeah, around yeah, and yeah. listen to the rest of the song, yeah. you know? So it's like, it definitely, that song has a lot of emotional impact on me pretty much anywhere I am. Yeah. I mean, it's powerful stuff, man. No yeah. doubt about it. Well, I can't, I can't thank you enough for sharing all that with us today, man. It's, it's really good to talk to you. Yeah. You know, um, I did, I did have one more, uh, thing. I don't know if you wanted to oh, talk yeah. or if we have time. No, there's always time, man. What's up? When, yeah. when, <laughs> sorry, when you had said this, this initial thing, there was really one song that, that, that popped into my mind and it's not a song that I listen to now. Um, it was like, it was there because I needed it. And then I, once I didn't need it anymore, it was like, that was that. But when I got, um, clean and I was I had a really long drug addiction you know almost eight mm -hmm. years of my life and oh, wow. when I finally started to emerge from the fog and um you know needed to get on with my day my life you know mm -hmm. the song passed a song by passenger called let her go um the lyrics had so many different meanings to me, but I listened to it constantly. Like I always had headphones on and I always had it on. And even still for the first like eight months of being clean, I listened to it before every twiddle show 
It was like the only thing that could calm me down, like calm my nerves and like keep me at peace. Mm-hmm. And I never ever tried playing it. I don't listen to it now. When it comes on, it brings up so much emotion in me that mm-hmm. I almost can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, isn't that? It's crazy how like, yeah, it, it's such a beautiful tune, and you know, it's it's. It just has a lot of, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the words here. Only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Like that, it was like, it was like a double meaning. He says let her go a lot in it. So to me, it was like, let it go. Like, let the mm-hmm. addiction go. Let the urges go. But also, um, it reminded me of how much I missed being myself and like being sober and being like a human without a chain on you um while I was addicted like I missed it so much that it like that I think that was the huge driving force behind me getting sober and you know only know you love her till you let her go it's like I only realized how much I missed it till I finally got clean and it all clicked. Mm-hmm. And so like that song, I don't know. This song was like double-sided for me, but it, it saved me. If you wanted to, to yeah, talk yeah. about a song that actually saved me, I'm, I think it did. And for That's, some, and I just yeah. constantly had it on repeat. Um, but yeah. And now, and now like, I love that the way you put it, how it served its purpose, you know, and now you yeah. kind of let, you let that song go. You yeah, know, totally. Yeah, and it was there for me when I needed it, and maybe it will be there for someone when they need it too. I mean, I I hope, man, I hope one of my songs could do that for someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's that's what we all do. I mean, I think whether we're consciously aware of it, like when we write a song that helps us through something that we're going through, you know, there's there's millions of people going through something similar or that could resonate with what we're talking about. And the, and the, the idea of the tune that, that we're writing you or I, or anybody who's writing music, the idea of that going out into the world and benefiting somebody in the way that we've benefited from the music that has helped us. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Keeping that going, you know? Totally. Yeah, man. Well, I, I love it, man. I'm so I'm so glad that that song found you and 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 helped you through it, man. Yeah, I, I am too, brother. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shoot! Well, yeah. it's really great to talk to you and 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 best to best to your family and everybody, and stay safe during all this madness. All right. Yeah, you as well, bro. Hopefully, we can get to gigging soon. I know, I know. I <laughs> that, uh, we can be making some music soon, man. Yes, sir. Hi, <laughs> right, bro. All right. Thank Take you, man. Care. You too. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Well, I hope you liked my talk with uh, Mahali from the band Twiddle. If you're digging the podcast, go ahead, give us a follow on Instagram. It's at Songs That Save Me. And uh, please leave us a review here in the Apple Podcast Store if that's where you listen. And stay tuned for more episodes of Songs That Save Me. <laughs>